0: The book of Luke, chapter 11, <clears throat> I'm going to read the first four verses here. And what I want to do is just spend a few moments uh, looking at <clears throat> uh, verse 4. It says, It happened that while Jesus was praying in a certain place, that after he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray just as John also taught his disciples. And he said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, give us each day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, for we ourselves also forgive everyone who is indebted to us, and lead us not into temptation." We call this the model prayer, and of course you'll probably recognize that not every verse in the model prayer is listed here in Luke chapter 11, but Jesus would repeat His teaching and He would not always repeat it in its entirety, but He would give emphasis to whatever deserved appropriately to be emphasized at that point. But the disciples did ask him, teach us to pray, because John had taught his disciples. So more than likely, these particular disciples, whoever they were, probably used to be John's disciples, or at least very much acquainted with John and his disciples. And so they asked him, Lord, teach us to pray, and they asked him right after they see him praying. Now that's very interesting. You're watching someone, probably hearing someone, and there's something about their praying that just motivates you to know number 1, you you don't really know how to pray. And number 2, they can teach you how to pray. And the thing I want us to kind of focus in here Tonight is in verse 4 when in that model prayer he says, And forgive us our sins, for we ourselves also forgive everyone who is indebted to us. One of the aspects of a mature prayer life is a giving of yourself to confessing one's sins. I think a lot of time, a lot of believers, of course, are not very versed in praying. They don't really give themselves to doing that. And I think that if you just mention prayer, and you could probably go around to everyone here in the room and say, do you feel convicted? And everybody would nod their head yes to varying degrees. But perhaps in our prayer, if we do pray, <clears throat> we just quickly come to the Lord with a laundry list. And one of the things that <clears throat> our Lord teaches us, and I'm wording it now in the wording of John, is to confess our sins. To confess our sins to Him. And look what it says, Forgive us our sins. Why? We're asking God to forgive us our sins. Why are we asking Him that? Because, right? Because, for, we ourselves also forgive everyone who is indebted to us. Now Matthew words it this way, Lord, forgive us our debts as we forgive our Our debtors. And I think one of the things that we need to recognize when we are talking about a confession of sin is that when we transgress, we are in debt. When we transgress against God, we are in debt to who? We are in debt to God. When we transgress against someone else we are indebted to who? Both God and and them. Many believers would be horrified to not pay their debts on earth. But they spend very little, if any time, thinking about the debts that they owe to God and to others. And it's a great thing here because here in this model prayer, It doesn't say, forgive us our debts or forgive our sins and here's how we pay it back. We're going to God for mercy about our debts, right? And you'll recall the parable of the man who comes and he owed his master a certain amount of money. It was a lot of money. And the master freely forgave him. Then he goes out and finds someone else that owes him, I'm making up a number here, It owes him like $20 dollars. And he throws him in jail when the Master has forgiven him hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt. When we sin against the Lord, we are in debt to Him. And when we sin against one another, we are in debt both to God and to one another. And folks, this is why the Bible says in the book of Romans, Owe no man anything, but what? Love. Now some people take that as, well, you should never have any type of debt. Well, <clears> the <throat> context is, what I owe you is divine love. What I don't want to owe you is if I sin against you. Right? If I transgress against you. owe no man anything but to love them And we do sin, don't we? We sin every day. We go through this life, you think about how unlike Christ your thought life is. You think about how unlike Christ your speech is. You think about how unlike Christ your walk is. And though we're cleansed, our feet do get what? They do get dirty as we walk through this world. We don't want to sin, but the fact of the matter is, is we do sin. And as John would say, we are to confess our sins, and He is just and faithful to forgive us our sins. Now I want to ask you this question in connection with your prayer life. Do you ever spend time thinking about how far short you fall and confess that to the Lord? Now the horrible thing would be is if you in your heart said to me right now, well... I haven't sinned in a while. (laughs) And we chuckle at that, but I actually had a man tell me one time that he had not sinned in a year and a half. And what I wanted to say was, well, you must be deceived in other areas also. But he was very much sincere about this. And I do think that sometimes believers actually believe that they've not sinned in a while. And folks, the fact is, is that we sin every day. We don't want to sin, as I mentioned, but we do sin every day. And one of the things that we need to do <clears throat> in connection with our sins is to keep a short account of sins. Sometimes believers think, well, let's see, I need to wait until my prayer time in the morning to confess my sins. And folks, the fact of the matter is, is that you and I should be having a sensitive enough spirit so that when we sin, we recognize it, And when we recognize it, we what? We We confess it. Now you may want to spend more time later. You may want to look at your Bible and see maybe this is something persistent. and You want to get in your Bible and find out what the Scripture has to say about it. And You may want to bring it up again to the Lord at another time. But we really need to keep a short account of sin because we are constantly contaminated. All the day long. We have contact with others and we have our own sinful nature that is an antagonist against us. So when we're talking about forgive us our sins because we ourselves also forgive everyone who is indebted to us, we should keep a short account. We should deal with our sins immediately when it occurs. But I do think it's also important for us to understand that God forgiving us, I'm not talking about justification, I'm talking about our walk as believers. God forgiving us is dependent on us forgiving others. It is dependent on us forgiving others. If you won't forgive others, the Bible says God will what? He will not forgive you. That doesn't mean you're going to die and go to hell. Justified people are God's children. But it does mean that God is going to deal with you like you deal with with others. And folks, that's exactly what it says here. Forgive us our sins, for we ourselves also forgive everyone who is, what? Indebted to us. How did they become indebted to us? They sinned against us. And we need to forgive other people. And that really is a mark of our prayer life in confessing our sins. We have to forgive others. That's not always easy. And I think the forgiveness here, I don't have a passage for this, I'm just telling you from years of dealing with people about this. It's really on two levels. First of all, you can forgive a person in the sense of this, even if they don't ask you. And what I mean by that is, you can forgive them to this point, that you can actually treat them like a brother or a sister. You can actually pray for them with the right spirit, right? Right? understanding that you really can't extend complete forgiveness until they what? Until they asked you. But folks, I'm just going to tell you from experience of walking with the Lord, sometimes just getting your spirit to the place (laughs) where you yourself are not just hot under the collar about this uh, really takes spending time with the Lord and His Word. How often do brethren sin against other brethren? All the time. You may not recognize it, but the Lord knows, right? There are grievous sins that we do that people are aware of. There are little insidious sins that people probably aren't aware of at all because they love you and love covers a multitude of. Sins and you just kind of go on with life. But folks, we've got to be willing and ready to forgive other people. Because if we don't, the Lord Himself will not what? He will not forgive us. And in fact, in another place, I think it's in the book of Luke, He actually says that if you will not forgive others, God will deliver you to the tormentors. And the Greek word there is actually the torturers. Now, I don't know what all that means, and I don't want to know what all that means by experience. Right? But it's not pleasant, I wouldn't think. Would you? So we need to forgive others... And forgive. be ready to forgive them as you want to be forgiven by God. Secondly, I think in part of our confessing our sins, I think it is also healthy to confess your weaknesses to God. I don't know if you pray about your schedule when you pray. I don't always pray about my schedule every day, but... More and more I'm praying, Lord, I wanted to see this done during the day and I just have a weakness in this area. Or maybe you're struggling with something. You need to confess that to the Lord. But here's where I want us to park and that is the actual naming of your sins to God. The actual naming of your sins to God. Now, folks, we need to be totally honest and transparent when we do this. I've actually had believers tell me, well, I wouldn't want to confess that to God. Well, He already knows. He knows everything, right? He already knows. But he wants you to confess it to him so that he can cleanse you from it. You need to tell him exactly what you've done in biblical terms. You don't need to say, Lord, I did this, and I want you to forgive me, but here's why I did it. That's not confession. It is telling him exactly what you have done. And folks, our sinful nature convinces us of two things. One, it will convince us that our sins are really hidden from God or that He doesn't really care. Or He'll convince you, well, yes, you sinned, but it's not a big deal. folks, I just want to say sin's a big deal. It took His Son to Calvary. Do you think Jesus just died for the big sins? He died for all our sins on that cross. So I don't want you to answer out loud, but... I want you to ask yourself, do you on a habitual basis think through your sins that you've committed against God and others and do you confess that to the Lord? Many professing believers get to the place where they actually cannot think of a sin they'd sinned against the Lord. Here are some sins that you may want to consider. Pride. That's the very first on the list. That was the devil's sin, wasn't it? Pride is so insidious and really interwoven in our very person. Pride. Have you ever confessed pride? Have you ever confessed envy? Now the world calls this looking across the fence and the grass is greener on the other side. That's called what? That's envy. You're envious of another person or another person's things or another person's circumstances or whatever. Have you ever confessed envy? That is ungodliness, isn't it? Have you ever spent any amount of time confessing that you are a complainer? These are all Bible things, right? That you're a complainer. When's the last time you complained about something? And I mentioned the other day, probably the thing that people are so ready to complain about is the weather. Too hot, too cold, too stormy, too not enough snow, too much snow, not enough rain, too much rain. In the spring, they say it's raining too much. It's just raining all the time. In in July here, they're complaining it's not raining enough. Like if they were in charge of the weather, it'd be much better. It's complaining. Impure thoughts. Nobody knows about them but you and the Lord. And when I say impure thoughts, I'm not necessarily meaning pornography or anything like that. I'm just talking about any type of unclean thought. Have you ever confessed anything like that? Here's another big biblical category. <clears throat> bitterness. That, that, is a, that is a hard sin. And of course the Bible talks about in Hebrews about a what of bitterness? Right. A root of bitterness. That can really root itself in to where a person can become a root of bitterness. Bitterness. You ever you ever confessed anything like that? Here's another one. How about <clears throat> covetousness? That's definitely a sin of our nation, isn't it? We're definitely not immune to that. Here's another category: worldliness. And folks, worldliness just isn't merely external things. It's the lust of the eye, the pride of life, right? It's a person whose heart is drawn out to the world. Worldliness. How about... This category, how about being critical? You've always got a slightly different viewpoint on everything. You just immediately hear something, judge it, come up with an opinion whether you have information or not or whether it's even your responsibility or not. Criticalness. You ever confessed any of those? We're to confess our sins. And we're to ask forgiveness for our sins. And if people commit these sins against us, we are to be ready to what? Forgive. Here's another big category. <clears throat> this is really an oucher. Selfishness. This is a this is an attitude that's like everything's mine. You've seen it between kids in the nursery, you know, someone starts playing with a toy and they say, "That's that's mine." It's a selfish type of attitude. Just a couple of more. I've got about 50 here. So just a couple of more. Disrespecting people. If there is a signature of our nation, it's disrespect. And folks, you can give respect to someone even if you disagree with them. Disrespect. And of course, there's always unbelief and rebellion, right? Just not believing God and what He says and His promises and who He is. Or just wanting our own way and justifying it. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I gave you twelve. You might have more. You might have thirteen. How long would it take you to confess three or four of those? What do you think? All night. Mister Bear Brother says all night. <clears throat> Well, I suppose if you really worked, worked down at it, it might take you all night. But folks, here's my point. We are to confess our sins. And He is just and faithful to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all All right, You don't have to give all 13 or all 50 of them. But you do need to deal with the major ones in your life. And I want to remind you that when people commit these sins against you, you must be ready to <coughs> forgive them with the same readiness that God is ready to forgive you. That's godliness. <coughs> So I want to ask you again, do you confess your sins to God? I would say that we all can improve with this. But in our culture today, most people believe that they're right on just about everything. And the fact is we're probably wrong on just about everything. everything. One of the things that it does for us when we do this, as we have received mercy, we give mercy. When you really recognize God's grace to you in an area, when someone else is struggling in that area, you are more apt to be merciful to them than condemnatory. Forgive us our sins... For we ourselves also forgive everyone who is indebted to us. Now, I want you to take.